1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast.
0: This is Play Me, your digital theatre. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen.
1: And I'm Chris Tolley.
0: Welcome to Play Me's special series, The Show Must Go On, in part two of Take to Milk Nah by Javesh Parashram.
1: In part one of Take to Milk now, we met Jiv, who is reluctantly creating the first ever Indo-Caribbean Hindu identity play, even though, as he confesses, he hates identity plays. But when he floated the idea of writing about the dangers of nationalism or about the marginalization theory, his co-creators advised against it. He gives a bit of a history of indentured servitude, how his Indian family came to Trinidad, and why Hindus worship cows.
0: This is part two of Take the Milk Now, written and performed by Javesh Parshram.
2: This one time, my brother, he went down solo, and he got like the holy grail of tasks. See, one of the cows was pregnant, and he helped to deliver a calf. And then they named the calf after him. And maybe it's just me, but that is like being canonized for a Hindu. You know, we were all proud of him, but I was also kind of like, fuck off, man, you're not even religious. Or not that. But like, kind of? I don't know, it wasn't fair, you know? You got to grow up there. You got to hang out with my grandfather in the puja room. I learned about who I am through a coffee table book in a school library. I've had to fight for it. But then, I'm about to head down. My cousin calls me and says one of the cows is pregnant and it's due any day now and I was like
1: fuck yes
2: so as soon as I land I don't say hi to anyone I just go straight to the cow and there she is looking all big and pregnant and shit and I was like hey cow hey cow friend don't you worry about a thing I'm here we're in this together you and me family connection. And she was like, and I was like, gee. Then I fed her a big green bean. These cows love big green beans. They do. So, time went on and on. I did all the regular stuff, you know, fix the road, fix the road, paint the wall, paint the wall, dig holes. I don't know why we always have to dig the holes, but I dug the holes, and then one night must have been like 2, 3 a.m., My cousin comes and wakes me up. I think, this is it. The moment has come. And so we rush over, and this was it, you know? This is the moment I've been waiting for. This was going to be the full realization of my heritage. And then the cow doctor, who is a doctor for cows, the cow doctor says to me, young boy, go and get some rope, which at first I think is kind of weird, but I've never delivered a calf before, so whatever. I go, I get some rope. I come back, rope in hand, and I give it to the cow doctor, And I start to get a bit concerned because he's tying into this weird lasso thing. And I look over at the cow, and she's in a lot of pain, which I guess makes sense because, um, you know, she's giving birth. And, like, I don't know if you've ever given birth before. I mean, I haven't, but I hear it sucks. Uh, Or it's beautiful, but it's very painful. And I imagine it sucks even more when there's something that's got a giant head and horns coming out. So eventually the cow doctor explains what's going on. The calf wasn't coming. The calf was inside, but he was turned the wrong way. And he was going to suffocate if we didn't get him out. There wasn't enough time to do a C-section, so this was going to be our only chance. So now shit got real. What we had to do was go inside, turn the calf around, tie him with the rope, and then pull him out. Now look. Look. I don't know if you've ever had your hands inside of a cow's vagina before, but while it's larger than, say, a human vagina, it's still not easy to get all up in there when there's a baby cow trying to come out. So after the cow doctor tried and my uncle tried and my cousin tried, it didn't look good. But see, I got this thing with my hands, right? I'm a big guy, but I got super flexible hands. You can't see it right now, but my thumbs, They bend all the way down. Ladies, gentlemen. So boom, right? Here I am, elbow deep in a cow's vagina. I'm fulfilling my heritage. Cows are holy, so I'm doing God's work. And the cow doctor, he's guiding me through it. And you have to understand, there is a lot on the line here. I am reaching into the darkness of this cow's vagina, searching for what, a calf? No, more than that, my identity. No more white boy, no more Canadian. I could be a true Indo-Trinidadian. I could be proper third world. I could be like my brother, be part of this family, and then I can feel the calf's head. So I start trying to turn this thing around, but it's like it doesn't want to turn. But I keep turning and turning, but it's like it doesn't want to be born. But I try and I try and finally it starts to turn and I think, yes, I got it. I got you, cow. We tie it with the rope. Then all of us are in this intense tug of war, pulling and pulling for everything we're worth. And It's kind of absurd. Like if you were to see it, it would have looked like four grown ass men pulling a rope out of a cow's vagina. And that's because it was four grown ass men pulling a rope out of a cow's vagina. So we're pulling and we're pulling and pulling for everything we're worth. And the mama cow, she's crying and we're pulling and she's crying and the baby won't come. And we pull and pull, just trying to bring this life, this poor calf, this member of our family out into the world. And I just start getting livid. I'm like, Little brother? Yes, yes, you cow, you listen to me. You are the lifeblood of our people. Do you understand me? You are life. So give me life. And in my head, I just have this flash. Amrit, the elixir of eternal life, the ocean of milk. And Vishnu took the form of a turtle. And on the turtle's back, a mountain was placed. And around the mountain was coiled a massive nug, a massive snake. On a one side, the demons pulled, and on the other side, the devas pulled. Good and evil, light and dark together. And from there, pulling the ocean churned, and never-ending life was born. Between life and death is eternal life. And then, as I'm having this deep, Religious, philosophic epiphany. I remember. Fuck, there's a cow! So we're pulling and we're pulling, and the mama cow, she's crying and we're pulling and she's crying and we're pulling, and it gets to the point where we have to make a choice. Because she's so tired. The mother cow is so tired. And if we keep going, she's not going to make it. But I can see the legs. The calf died. We didn't make it and I never got to fulfill my heritage but it's not about that see I was chasing this dream but all the things I'm supposed to be all that shit and chasing dreams can be a very selfish thing to do maybe not selfish but like self-ish it's easy to forget that it's not about you because it's not about me you know in the story that's how we lost eternal life for me well I lost a calf I lost a brother. It's easy to lose sight of what's important. The next day, I went by my uncle's, and the mother cow was there. She didn't make that same trinny cow sound. I asked my uncle about it, and he said, she's grieving. So I didn't get a calf named after me, but I spent the summer with that mother cow, and I sat with her in her grief. I may have had to lose my brother, but at least I could keep my auntie.
1: We'll be right back.
0: I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real.
1: Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other.
2: There's something going on with him. It's like an act. (laughs) I trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand?
1: Limited capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It'd be nice if it ended there, right? Nice Hindu boy goes back to Trinidad and finds his identity. I mean, that's nice. Digestible. All you had to do was sit there and passively take in my culture. But well, we did all agree to make history. To make an Indo-Caribbean Hindu-Canadian identity play. So, uh, we're not done yet. Reincarnation, man, we just keep coming back. Here's the thing. A Hindu can't do an identity play. Because identity is a Hindu. not Identity means that there's an identifiable divide between things, where one thing ends and another begins. And see, Hinduism teaches that these divisions are an illusion. What we call Maya. That this whole existence itself is just a dream of the great cosmic consciousness. Identity is an illusion. And so this play, this whole play... This whole genre of plays, in a manner of speaking, has been about nothing. Nothing. Because for Hindus, true identity is a field. It's just a field. And we strive to look at that field and see a blade of grass and think, I am that blade of grass. And what's in the field? A cow. And the cow is the blade of grass. And you are the cow. Because we are all the field. And identity just divides that field. Property. A colonial concept. Property. Identity is just property. Yours and mine. And identity plays are just there to map it. Secure the borders. You come here to see an identity play? You come here to listen to me recolonize my thinking? Partition it off to you in a digestible way so you too can feel assured of what the borders are between me and you. I mean, in fairness, that's how it was marketed. So, like, our bad, too. Because I can't do that. I won't do that. I won't draw those borders. Identity is a Hindu because identity is an illusion. That is a core belief I hold as a Hindu. But in order to maintain that belief, I need to hold on to my identity. But part of my belief says that identity is an illusion. So by that definition, I also believe that I shouldn't hold on to my identity. But if I don't hold on to my identity, I would just get sucked into the mainstream belief system which doesn't recognize that identity is in fact just an illusion. So I need to identify myself, to identify identity as being an illusion. But identity is an illusion. And that is a hindon't. But I want to be a Hindu! Because all I know is that we strive to look at a field and just chill. So for the rest of this show, you can enter my mind. That's what we're going to do. You can enter my mind and chill the fuck
1: out! out.
2: out. Oh. This is what you wanted. Come to take the milk? no got to take the milk?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you feel cultured? Have you consumed enough of my culture? Do you like my diaspora? Do you want to touch it? Too bad you can't. It's intangible. Fucking George Harrison and shit. Ravi Shankar, Sai Baba, Hare Krishna, Amitabha Chan, Zindabha. You want to report back to your yoga class that you came and felt enlightened? Take the fucking Milton. Jai Shri Shakti, Om Namah Shivaya, Every step, every line in the sand you draw to say that I am not you will be destroyed. Your name. That's good. Hey, what's better, cows or horses? Hmm. Hey, what's your name? That's good. What's better, puppies or kittens? Hmm. Cool. 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 Hey, what's your name? That's good. What's better, colonialism or imperialism? Got to choose one, my friend. The world is binary. zero, one, zero, 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 one. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 hey. hey. What's your name? That's good. Do you know what Jiv means? Well, Jiv comes from Jivatman. And the Atman is the great cosmic supreme consciousness. And the Jiv Atman is the aspect of that supreme consciousness that lives within all of us. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, Jiv's pretty cool. So, you there, did you know that you are also Jiv? Are you cool with that? Well, I can't hear your response, it's a podcast, but I'm gonna assume yes, so cool, 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 cool. cool. Hey, hey, what's your name? Did you know that you were also Jiv? Are you cool with that? Cool, 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 cool. Hey, 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 what's your name? Or another name for that might be. It's Jiv. That's right, it's Jiv! Yeah, we we're all Jiv. Hey hey, 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 hey. You guys like music? I like music. Interesting fact, music also a Jiv. Hey, what's your name? Would you rather be a donkey or a mule? Nice. And what do those two things have in common? That's right. They are both jiv, because we are all jiv. Hey, hey, would you rather be a kangaroo or a wallaby? Mmm, good choice, good choice. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day, though, because what do those two things have in common? That's right. They are both jiv. Also marsupials. They are both marsupials. Marsupials, also jiv. Hey, would you rather be a dung beetle or a tapeworm? Mmm, good choice. It's warm in there. Hey, hey, hey! Who's that? Who's that? Nice. And who's that over there? Nice. Who are you over here? That's right. And what do we call this side? What do we call that side? What do we call these people all around us? Who are we? What's our name? It's Jiv. Who are all of us? It's Jiv. That's right. So let's say it together now. Everything is every... Jiv. Jiv. That's right. right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like music.
1: Music's a good jiv. That was part two of Take the Milk Now, written and performed by Gervaish Parasram. Episode 3 is available now on Play Me. The play was co-created with Tom Arthur Davis and Graham Isidore. Tom Arthur Davis directed the original stage production.
0: Take to Milk Now was created with the support of the Ontario Arts Council, the Toronto Arts Council, and the Canada Council for the Arts. It was originally co-produced by Pandemic Theatre and B Current Performing Arts with support from Theatre Mirai. This episode's sound design and edit are by Gregory J. Sinclair. If you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast to help us get the word out to more listeners. We'd also love your feedback about our show. You can email us at playme@cbc.ca and follow us on Twitter at expecttheater or on Instagram at playmepodcast.
1: Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez Carletti, Ceso Fernandez, and Tanya Springer.
0: The executive producer of CBC podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Murphlinger.
1: Play Me's associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.